Welcome back to OTN. I'm your host, BJ Picard. Thanks for hitting the download button. Off the Net is coming to you this week from Mobile, Alabama, home of the annual Senior Bowl College All-Star Game. Senior Bowl week is always a lot of fun. Scouts and coaches from all over the place are here. NFL, CFL, AFL, they're all here to evaluate the nation's top senior college football players. And the AFL scouts that are here, they've got an interesting job because they're evaluating players who are usually at least two years away from playing arena ball. So these guys are looking at maybe 2016, even into 2017. It's very unique. The other thing is, it's such a wide spectrum of talent down at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you've got somebody like my fellow Husky, Danny Shelton, who could be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And you got guys from D2 and D3 who are going to be fringe prospects coming in, but who have the talent to compete at the next level. So it's an interesting dichotomy of prospects. And with that wide spectrum, plus the additional pro days and combines coming up, guys are going to be falling through the cracks, and that's something that AFL scouts monitor pretty incessantly. And a lot of teams do it really well. I mean, if you look through the past Senior Bowl rosters, you're going to find quite a few familiar names. Simeon Castile of the San Jose Sabercats played. Max Gene Gillis of the Portland Thunder. Courtney Smith, New Orleans Voodoo. Jared Brown, quarterback for the Spokane Shock. And, I mean, that's just in the last handful of years. So there's a good chance we're going to be seeing one or two future AFL players coming out of this game, which actually leads quite nicely into introducing today's guest. He was named AFL Rookie of the Year and Second Team All-Arena in his first season with the Orlando Predators in 2014. He was a freshman All-American and three-time All-ACC receiver at Florida State University and finished his career ranking fifth in the school's history in career receptions and receiving yards and second in receiving touchdowns. Before coming to the AFL, he also spent time with the NFL's San Diego Chargers as well as four seasons in the Canadian Football League with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Edmonton Eskimos, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Calgary Stampeders. Before turning pro, he also played in the 2009 Senior Bowl. He's the reigning AFL Rookie of the Year, Orlando Predators wide receiver Greg Carr. Greg, thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. So we're down here at the Senior Bowl right now, and you were actually invited to play in the 2009 Senior Bowl for the South team alongside guys like Mike Wallace, Clay Matthews. So what do you remember about that game and the experience of the week, just being selected to play in, in really what is the premier college football all-star game? Uh, it, was, it was exciting, especially since you know with everything that you, you see those guys and everybody sees everybody throughout the season and throughout their careers and and actually getting to talk with different guys and just able to meet one another because you never really meet anybody unless you play against each other in football games so that you know one another. So it was just, it was, it was kind of, it was an exciting time for me. How does the recruitment process for an all-star game like this work? You know, when do they reach out to you? Do they put you on a watch list or anything like that during the season? When did you know that you were going to go to the Senior Bowl? I didn't know until late, and, I, and it was just, uh, I got a call, like, hey, you're going to the same world, I'm like, wow, like, and because you, growing up, you see it, and you're like, well, hopefully I can get the opportunity to play or something like that, and it's, it's such a big game coming out of your senior year, and just to be able to play it was a, was a blessing. One of the things that scouts and, and draft prognosticators do when they're describing a prospect is they compare them to another player usually either a fellow alumnus from their school or, or somebody in the pros with similar physical attributes. One of the guys you were compared to coming out was Plaxico Burris. You know, a big receiver, scored a lot of touchdowns, and that makes sense. But I'm curious to know, 
because we all have our football heroes and guys we wanted to be like. Who are your football role models as you were developing as a receiver? Besides my older brother, I, I, of course, I, I looked up to Anquan Bolden, guys like that. But favorite player growing up was Charles Woods, and I always wanted to be a defensive back. I never really wanted to be a receiver, but it worked out that way. I was a receiver, and it took off from there because I mean, I, I was always the big Charles Woods, and I either. At one point, I wanted to go to Michigan, but I was just always, it was always Charles Woodson for me. Well, you did get to play a little bit of defensive back last year in Orlando, right? Yeah, definitely, and that was, that was probably the most exciting time of my life, a kid in a candy store. <laughs> you were pegged as a receiver, and big receivers who catch a lot of touchdown passes tend to get stereotyped as just kind of like jump ball guys or red zone targets. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing to fill those roles, but... During the scouting process, did you feel like you had to prove that you were a, a quote-unquote complete receiver, you know, somebody who runs good routes, can get separation, make catches in traffic? Because it just seems like a lot of guys with your measurables get kind of typecasted into a specific role. Yeah, definitely. That's what I, that's what I, I wanted to go out and move and I, and, I, and I still like to kind of focus on proving it to this day is that just because you're the six six a big guy doesn't mean you're not a good route runner. It just it just means that you're a big guy. I mean, just like you can say for a small just because he's a small guy doesn't mean red. It kind of feeds off his motivation because of the big guy. You know that your routes have to be a little crisper because they're they're already second guessing your routes as it is. So you kind of use it as motivation. So let's shift gears a little bit and go back to the beginning. You played high school football at North Marion in Citra, Florida, before heading off to college at Florida State. Now, Citra is a lot closer to Gainesville than it is to Tallahassee, so what made you decide to be a Seminole instead of a Gator? It was the whole... Gainesville was too close. I wanted, I wanted to get away from home, but I, I didn't want to get too far away from home, so I went up to Tallahassee, and then I had some of the guys I had already... Play against in high school, such as Xavier Lee and different other guys. I had out. We kind of built the friendship and bond, and went to Florida State. Probably not surprisingly, given your height, but you were a pretty good basketball player as well. Did you give any thought to being a two-sport star in Tallahassee? I actually started out playing basketball, and nobody knows it really. I started out on the basketball team before I ever played my first down of football, but. Was my football freshman season because uh, I came in, I ended up graduating coming in in January. So I started in January of '05 and started out on the basketball team. I was playing basketball then went into spring football and my freshman season turned out to be better than people expected and somebody put put the brakes on my basketball career. And people might not realize this, but you had one of the greatest receiving careers in the history of Florida State football. I mean, you finished your career ranked fifth in school history in receptions, receiving yards, and only Peter Warwick has more receiving touchdowns than your 29. When you think about what a storied program FSU is, what does it mean to you to see your name in the record book as, as one of the best to ever wear the uniform? It means a lot. It means, it means a lot to me, especially coming from where I come from. and just uh, be in the same, being talked about in the same group as guys like Peter Warwick and, and you look at Ron Summers and all those guys who we, even though it was kind of 
guys like that. And like I say, and then you look at a guy like that, Quan Bowler, I looked up to it, it means a lot. So, I mean, you will think like that, it's something that's going to stick forever. Because you can look back and say, oh, I put in my hard work, dedication, and focus to it, and this is what came of it. And that can never be taken away from you because you're, you're in that, you're in that Florida State history forever. After college, you spent some time with the San Diego Chargers in the NFL. What did you take away from that experience? Being out there in San Diego, I was, our team at the time was like a basketball team because you had me, Jason Jackson, Malcolm Floyd, all the lot was so big. So it was just like, it was, I just kind of learned a lot from those guys and just being able how to maneuver my body and do different things, even being a big receiver. Before you came to the Orlando Predators, you spent four years in the Canadian Football League. Different country, a little bit of a different game, certainly a different climate than Florida, but your first two catches were both 70-yard touchdowns. What was the transition like going up there and playing receiver in Canada? Uh, it was it was tough, but I had to say, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was tough, it was just more of getting used to the field, the size of the field, and the whole motion. And all of that, that was something I had to get used to at the time, and it was a, it was a great experience. But I also knew I had put in the work, and from the second I got there, I was nose deep into putting work into everything, and then and getting and making the best of every opportunity. And when I, by the time I first got opportunity to play, I knew I was ready because I had to prepare myself to play football because I know at the end of the day, once the ball's in your hand. It's football. No matter where you at, it's football, and you, you do what you what you been doing since you were a kid. Once you get that ball in your hands, you played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the '99th Grey Cup in 2011. How did that atmosphere compare to some of the big rivalry games and bowl games you got to play in down at FSU? Uh, it was it was a amazing atmosphere. I mean, it was I wouldn't say it was as intense as a Florida Florida State game. But it was it was intense and it was exciting because I mean just being in something like that it was it was more than I expected but I, I love the game and just you know that was a good experience and that that one alone you know we came up short it was just like something like I say that's not something else that you can say that I, I played in that and I was a part of that and it's just gonna always be a great memory even though we ended up losing so it's Kind of still eat a sour taste as well. So what led you to the Orlando Predators and Arena Football? Just the opportunity at the time. I was uh I had just uh had been released in Canada and I just wanna play football. I love I love the game and I, I put so much hard work and dedication into it. So any opportunity that I can get to play football, I'm gonna take it. But it's just going out and playing catching Obviously, this is a very pass-oriented league, but it's a much different game than the NFL or CFL. I mean, the field is smaller, the rules are different. What were the biggest adjustments you had to make when you came to the AFL? 
as a receiver, you know, you kind of on a big, bigger field. You have time to see different passes and how they're gonna come to you. I had to get, I had to focus more on improving even more of my hand-eye coordination because everything was so close right up on you. And when, the, when he told, he's trying to get it in that window, he's, he's throwing with, with a lot of velocity and a lot of strength. So that was the thing that I had to really take time and adjust myself to is being able to understand that those passes are coming real quick now because you're a little closer. So that was the hardest part for me at first, but once I got it, I got it. Did you expect to win Rookie of the Year? I said, I, I told myself that was a goal of mine. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm upset at myself because I also said I want, I want to make first team all arena as well. So it was a goal of mine. And I told myself at the start of the season, it was about, I wrote down goals and set for myself was getting us to the arena ball, division champs, and winning Rookie of the Year, making first team all arena. And can, and also playing on every game of the season, and I accomplished some of them, but I'm still mad at myself that I didn't accomplish everything. Well, you got a chance to remedy that this year. Uh, have you set your goals for 2015 yet? Um, I, I've I've started, but it, it'll probably be I actually sit down and probably next month and actually hone in on them and focus because I know still they still. So the ones that I didn't accomplish last year, I still uh, get into the arena ball. Want to be division champ again? You want? I still want to be first team all arena, and and not that it's that you as a player and me as a competitor. This whole top list has been out, and I plan on being in the top ten. I'm. Thankful and appreciative of where I'm at, but I want to be in the top ten, if not number one. Players voted in at uh, 21 this year. What did you think about yeah. that top 50 list? I mean, you played against a lot of those guys and with some of them. Uh, what do you think about the players list in the top 50? Uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's pretty accurate for the most part. I mean, you look, you look at it and people, especially you get, you got, get a lot more respect from it coming from the peers and the guys that you're playing against rather than somebody who might have been sitting there watching the game and thinking, giving an opinion on this or that. But it comes, it, it, it says a lot when it's coming from the guys that you've been going up against game in, game out. And that, 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 although, like I say, I'm at 21, but I, I want to be a lot better than that. I mean, looking back on your journey in the, the football world, all the accolades, the big games, the leagues you played in, what are some of your favorite moments or, or memories as a football player? I can give you one pretty much from probably every stage. Um, my high school was probably the turn of the pick six as a DB. Um, college was the first time, my first touchdown. Ever this and also just coming out of that tunnel, being a seminar and seeing the whole pregame ritual, it was it was amazing. San Diego, the time that I was there, we actually had to play Arizona in the preseason and just 
gave me the opportunity to see how Antoine Bowden warmed up before the games and things of that sort. That was that was a memory that I always stick with me. In Canada, of course, the Grey Cup, but the first time, first my first two touches that I ever got there, those are those are forever gonna be memories. In arena, uh, my my T one and T six, that might be the best. My best memory as of right now for Arena is my team on the pick six because only because I had told my teammates I was going to do it if I got to play DB. And I ended up working out. Once I knew I was out of that DB, I told them, I was like, man, if they, if they, throw, if they throw it out here, I'm going to return it and win the game for us. And me and Eddie Moore were out there talking at the time, and it ended up happening, and I returned it back, so I have to say that right now. Good deal. Well, you and the Predators open the season in about two months on Sunday, March 29th, against the Philadelphia Soul back at the Amway Center in Orlando. That'll be your first game there. And uh, we can't wait to see you back in the, the red and the black. So take care, enjoy camp, and, and we'll see you on the field in a few weeks. Oh, definitely. I really appreciate you having me. Well, there you have it. Greg Carr voted number 21 on the top 50 AFL players of 2014 list and could very well move up even higher in 2015. Talented guy. Can you imagine him playing defensive back on the regular, though? I mean, I certainly wouldn't mind seeing a little Iron Man from him, I'll be honest. He is one for one on defensive plays, right? Just something to think about there, Orlando. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's show. I want to once again thank my guest today, Orlando Predators wide receiver Greg Carr. As always, if you like the show and you want to hear more, just subscribe for free on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you really like it, leave us a rating or a review. That's an easy and free way to help promote this great sport of arena football. OTN is going to be back next week. Till then, I'm BJ Picard. Thanks for listening.